It's time for Swinging Blindly, the show where PJ and Blaze make their bold baseball predictions. Once in a while, they'll hit a home run. Sometimes they'll hit a grounder or fly ball somewhere, but most of the time they're going to swing and miss. Strike three, you're out. Here he is, stepping into the batter's box, the man with the plan, who roots for a team with a late legend named Stan. It's not unusual for him to lead off, B.J. Geary. We may not always be right with our takes, but it doesn't matter. We'll say them anyway, because it's root, root, root for P.J. and Blaze. If they swing and miss, it's okay. For it's PJ and Blaze talking baseball with you on the Swinging Blindly podcast. Gentlemen, hello, hello, and hello. We are back here on a Swinging Blindly podcast with PJ and Blaze, joined by a very special guest here today. First time in a long time that we've done something like that, if if not ever. This is our first. This is the first time we've ever had a guest on. First time we've ever had a guest on. So it's very, very special. So I'll add the two very, very, very special. Absolutely. And And that, yeah. No, you go ahead, and then I'm going to welcome in this a specific way. Let's go. So I, without further ado, we welcome on my very good friend. Uh, It is. Yeah, fellow Yankee fans, so him and Blaze have that in common to talk some Yankee baseball today. It is Brett Monroe. Well, thank you for that round of applause, gentlemen. It's good to be here. Absolutely. I had no idea that I'm the first guest in the show's history, so it's up to me to set the bar. So what? this is exciting. I have no no expectations to live up to, so I set the expectation. Yeah, and here's the reality. If you suck, you're going to be the last. So, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ooh, no, no, there's pressure. <laughs> uh, uh, we're just... The, crush- we're the just, crushing pressure. Yeah, hey, you know, we're just BSing in the bullpen at this point. Bro, bro it's it's good to, good to meet you and good to have you on the show here. Uh, as uh, Yes, thank you guys so much for inviting me. Uh, PJ had, had proposed it to me a... Uh, uh, few weeks ago and now we finally get to make it work and i just appreciate the uh the offer to even come on the show in the first place so happy to be here yeah i'm just glad that i have another yankee fan here with me to have a little bit of a buffer from all this cardinal nonsense you know oh, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i mean before we get going i have two things first i need to know i mean that you know spoken word that was great little intro, right? Please, Brett. I mean, you should say that since you're a guest. Yeah, great intro, of course. Thank you. Okay, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I can verify that it was a hell of a lot better than the singing that, <laughs> thankfully, only I got to hear. I did do a singing version off of recording to test it out, <laughs> and uh, maybe I'll just I'll, I'll record that myself and I'll send it to you guys. Uh, Save, yeah, but um, save your singing telegram business for another thirty years. <laughs> a little bit more developed. <laughs> Telegrams will come back. Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cassettes are coming back. Vinyls back. Hell, the singing telegrams will be coming back eventually. One hundred percent. That'll be you just do. You should just create a cameo 
And that's your whole thing, is you send people <laughs> singing telegrams. Also not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. As we well, are. Niche. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we have a lot to get into, and we are yes. here via the Pacifica Radio Network of low-power FM stations, as well as wherever you get your podcasts, facebook.com slash Swinging Blindly podcast on Twitter at Swinging Blindly. So there's plenty to be swinging blindly about as we are yes. about two and a half weeks into the season. As the Yankees look, they are swinging blindly. They might get the Swinging Blindly, Swinging Blindly award, wouldn't you say there, Brett? Yeah, it's been it's been rough. Granted, it is only April, so I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not a I'm not a doomsday Yankee fan that thinks that this is, you know, what their entire season is going to look like, but to start the first 15 games of the year, it's not what you want as former Yankee manager Joe Girardi would say. No, no, definitely not. I mean, look, we've had slow starts in our history. We tend to be relatively perennial slow starters. I mean, you look at the 98 Yankees who went on to win the World Series. Weren't they something to the effect of 4-9 and nine and then they had the team meeting? And, well, let's just say the rest is history. Yeah, they had the, the slow start in 98. Uh, like you said, you know, 4-9, something like that. But then they went on to win like 22 of the next 23 games. Right. I don't see the 2021 Yankees accomplishing yeah. that same feat. I don't know uh, if we'll ever see a team – that's a good, another discussion for another day, but I don't know if we'll ever see another team win 20 games in a row. They like just the don't and... have the rotation to do it. Yeah. The Yankees specifically this year. I mean, you, Garrett Cole, arguably second best pitcher in baseball. And then after that, it's just a bunch of question marks. I'm hoping as a Yankee fan that when Severino comes back, he comes back, you know, in his 2018-2019 form of um, – you know, potential Cy Young if everything is is clicking because they they desperately need someone to back up Garrett so, Cole. So what I would want to do here, guys, before I mean this, I'm I'm loving hearing the Yankee banter. Trust me, um, but and I think that I think that people will too. So how about I will now become sort of the moderator between the two of you discussing Yankee baseball, and we'll start. With I, this, this happened earlier today. Was the announcement of the Jay Bruce retirement? Uh, thoughts, I guess, on on the Jay Bruce experiment, and uh, I guess we'll kind of go let that bleed into more Yankee talk. Just thoughts on Jay Bruce. You know, I had an odd feeling that something was going to happen. Not that necessarily he was going to retire, but I had an odd feeling something was going to happen when. The Yankees picked up Rugi or Odor from the Texas Rangers, and because uh, they released him. And if you're released from the Texas Rangers, and look, and he was a part of that franchise for a while. Yeah. But when they picked him up, knowing that he's a second baseman and a pretty good one, aside from what we've seen this weekend with him throwing the ball all over the place making me as a blind man look really good with the arm. What is it? But the, the simple reality is where was that going to leave Jay Bruce? Was he as good of a defensive first baseman as DJ LeMahieu? No. Oddly enough, neither one of them it was their natural position, yet both still better than cold hand Luke Voigt. <laughs> <'Cause> that, 
terrible first baseman. He's being... <laughs> I just thought of that off the top of my head. So I just had that feeling something was going to happen. What about you, Brad? Yeah, I can... It's safe to say that the Jay Bruce experiment is, it, it, it was a failure. It, it was a complete failure. If Voight didn't get hurt, Jay Bruce wouldn't even be on the team. They would have cut him in spring training. In fact, from what I've heard, they, they did cut him, found out about Voight's injury, and then called him back. And they're like, no, 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 we could actually use you. Um, I think sliding DJ LeMahieu over to first base is, is the best bet. Voight might not be the best defensive first baseman in the world, but he can mash uh, Jay Bruce was the opposite. He was not hitting and he's not good defensively. So there's no real point in him being there. It makes you wonder why Mike Ford is still at the alternate site because the Yankees over the past two years have shown that they like Mike Ford. So it's kind of strange that they weren't using him. They could have brought Mike Ford up, kept LeMahieu at second base and, and at least given that a shot. And, um, you know, for all the talk that the Yankees do about not caring about handedness of batter, they certainly seem to care a little bit or else they wouldn't have made a trade for lefty swinging Rugnit Odor. But, you know, Mike Ford is a lefty too. So everything's a little bit weird and odd. Um, and I don't understand some of the moves. And I think they, they honestly, I think the Jay Bruce experiment went on too long. So I'm oh, glad no, that they're finally moving no doubt away from it. it. I was critical of it from the outset. I mean, yeah. you look at you look at the whole composition, and you brought up the point of how the Yankees say they don't care about handedness of bat. Well, they put themselves in the position to care because of how right-handed dominant they have made themselves to the point where they have been able to make themselves a very predictable team to pitch against. Yeah, I, and... It's all that they, they bat so similar, you know, yeah. as, as well, where well, that's all launch angle and, and swinging for the fences. And it's, it's sometimes it looks like a lineup that's all just trying to do the same thing instead of doing perhaps, you know, what they're what they would be best at or what they need in the moment. It's just, you know, let's go up there and mash. And when it doesn't work, it's an ugly brand of baseball to watch. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. I mean, even even PJ eventually would be able to figure those guys out. If he were on the, right? <laughs> I appreciate that sentiment, please. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, so, okay. So th th goodbye, Jay Bruce. We're past that. So now I just kind of wanted to ask maybe questions that are floating around the Yankee universe and, and just in general to you guys about just your thoughts on the Yankees. We'll get, we'll get you both your answers in the banter between, if that's okay with you, both of you will, uh, my first question would be, I think the, it's a two-parter, because I believe the first answer is pretty, it's already been discussed a little bit. What is the biggest issue that the Yankees have faced in the first 15 games, 14 with 15 going on right now? Uh, and how, what do you guys see is the long-term and short-term fix of said issue? Uh, Brett, we'll let, since you're the guest, we'll let you, uh, we'll let you go first. Hmm. Biggest issue... Uh, I think right now the defense is just really bad. Uh, when when the bats are cold like they are, you can still steal a few games by playing some tight defense, and the Yankees aren't getting that at all. Just throwing errors or just generally bad play uh, all over the diamond, and it, it's it's looking it's starting to look pretty ugly. And when 
you know, you have Cole who can deal and keeps a lot of runner off runners off base with, with strikeouts. Um, if you're not getting that from the other pitchers and the defense needs to step up, well, it certainly hasn't. And, you know, I, I don't want to blame Jay Bruce for all of that either, but you know, he wasn't helping at first base and, and Torres continues to look like he's not fully ready to be a starting shortstop each, each day. It's, you know, there's been some comparison, you know, obvious comparison to Jeter who Jeter wasn't the best defensive shortstop in the world, but made a lot of plays on the balls that were hit to him. Uh, and Torres hasn't even really been capable of doing that. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say the defense and come the and come playoffs. If you if you're not a sound defensive team, you're not making it all the way to the World Series, and you're not you're certainly not winning it. Yeah, I'm. I have a slightly different take on part one of the question. To me, it is the traffic. It is the the men left on base. The mm-hmm. Yankees lead the league in double plays hit into. How can you score runs? How can you alleviate the pressure? on the rotation if you're not scoring runs because you're leaving men on base. I mean, they're, they're, they're clogging up the base paths with people on them like New York City traffic itself. To me, that is the, the largest issue. And to Brett's point, I think the offense has to create the defense because mm-hmm. this is not a lot of – this is not a great defensive team because you have so many people playing – out of their natural positions. I think we've learned that Glaber Torres is a second sec, bleh, is a second baseman in the major leagues despite being a shortstop in the minors. I think we figured that out. And you have so many designated hitters on this team who are not meant to put a glove on. Oh wow, that's a that's actually a pretty good point that I didn't even think about is just how inept the defense uh, is at times on the Yankees um other than it's prolific well yeah I guess yeah. well well and I guess I say at times because I think Gary has looked a little bit better back there as of late has he not Gary's Gary's looked better Urshela is a star at third base um and I for all the flack that he gets I think Aaron Hicks is a good center fielder yeah um I know I know a lot I know a lot of people don't like you know when he hits third in the lineup and i and i get that but um that i get i guess that's a different question but other other than that i mean and judge if he can stay healthy he is a good right fielder uh he is still a a plus defender it's just the other spots in the diamond are not looking very good and then there's this whole you know gardner taking away playing time from fraser they the yankees have a, a list of issues to work through you know 15 games into 162, I'm not going to panic, but they got to start figuring it out. And if, if they don't have it together by the end of May, then you could dig a, a hole that you might not be able to get out of even with good play later on. Yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, well, that's just it. I mean, this team is good enough to clog or get out of that hole. I mean, that that's the reality. I mean, this team is capable of doing really good things. I mean, Memorial Day is usually the the bench, the first benchmark that we all, as mm. baseball fans, like to use to measure how well a team is doing and what the rest of the season is going to look like for them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, I mean, Lemayhu, Lemayhu, he's obviously been doing his part. I mean, the play that Aaron Hicks made 
in the game against Tampa Bay was it the, the Sunday game, knowing that we're that this is going to be, um, you know, that we're taping this just a couple of hours after that play happened. Oh. But that play saved a run on a liner to right where Judge made a diving catch to the glove side. Otherwise, that ball drops. They're, you know, that that's who knows. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I'm, this is just fascinating to me as somebody who doesn't cover the Yankees or cover who doesn't follow the Yankees as much. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cover the Yankees. Yeah, get out of here. Uh, the, but so I, maybe if you guys can elaborate. So, what would be a short term fix that you guys could, could see happening? And then what would, like, what is the most pressing long term issue on the Yankees for a 162 game season? Because I, I think we've we've touched more on what has happened over the first you know two weeks of the season, so I do want to know what you guys think about that. But then, for, from what you've seen, extrapolating that from what you've seen so far, what is the pressing long term issue that, and how do you fix that? Uh, short term, I think they need to just get back to basics. I think Tyler Wade, while not a great hitter, is good defensively and would provide maybe a little bit of just a, a change about how Yankees try, how the Yankees try and do things. They might be able to um, create more run opportunities with some better base running, some better defense. Just, it, I think it could just change their flavor. Now, long-term, I think the bats wake up. It's too long of a season for the bats not to wake up. And I think you'll see, uh, you know, hopefully soon, like a two week stretch or more where they are just mashing um, instead of seemingly everyone being slumping at the same time. But long-term, the bats are not the issue. The rotation to me is still the issue. Um, we don't know how Kluber is going to hold up. We don't know how Tyone is going to hold up. Uh, we don't know what Luis Severino is going to look like when he gets back. Domingo Herman looked good in spring and then has already been sent to the alternate site and has missed a start in the, in the major leagues. So I don't, I don't know how you fix over the, the rotation overnight. What was that place? I was saying Jordan Montgomery looked good over the weekend. Yeah. So you have, you have Cole who is a stud and you have Montgomery who's looked pretty good, but that's still only two out of five. And there's a lot of season left to play. And between Herman, Kluber and Tyone, they only pitched one inning last year. So you have three guys who have, not really pitched for an extended period of time in a long time. Um, and you're kind of counting on those guys to get you wins or, or at least solid starts, quality, quality starts, as they like to say in the game. And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if the Yankees will be able to hold up over the course of the season. And if they have to tax the bullpen throughout the regular season, I mean, what, what are you going to get out of them come the playoffs? Yeah, I, I, couldn't really agree with you more. It's just one of those things. And I'm honestly, I'm not as worried about Kluber because he's gotten off to slow starts in his career before. And what has he done? Tyone, I, I'm not as worried about Kluber and Tyone. I just think it's one of those things where they right now are trying to get back into the groove. And. Yeah, for them, sprit. You know, this is I. I for them, I would say that April is kind of a little bit of 
spring training 2.0 for them in that this is where they are going to be facing the caliber of hitters that they're going to be facing not necessarily trying to sit here and be smirch those hitters in spring training but it's mostly minor league hitting that they're facing where maybe they tend to everyone tends to look better in the spring because of that so i'm not as worried if it if this is going on here a month from now then i'll have a different tune and i'll be singing it unlike pj's intro which was just i'm glad no one else had to hear that thing. i was gonna say well nobody heard well i mean there, there could be people out there who would have loved it and said but that i was another this, issue too yeah as as this weekend series against the rays is about to wrap up um yankees need to start playing better within their own division oh yeah i mean you cannot keep dropping series to divisional opponents the the teams that you are going to have to chase it's like when you lose a game in the division it's not just a one game swing you know it's it's effectively almost like a two game swing you know the the people that you are going to have to chase have a win and now you have a loss and you know it's harder to to make up those games well you can't drop seven series in a row to tampa you can't keep dropping two of three to toronto i mean look they haven't played baltimore or boston yet i mean boston looks right now like they are proving all of us wrong i think they're gonna come back down to reality at some point but when will that point be who knows and hopefully right now the yankees are gonna end up proving us wrong I mean, right now, you'd have to look at the league as a whole and say that the Yankees and the Red Sox are the biggest surprises in the most positive and most negative way. Yeah, no, I think I was I was going to – we definitely will talk about more about that, but that, it's, it's – it's, I mean, it's early. And I think, Blaze, you kind of – both of you have touched on the fact that it is early. We don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but it's a small sample size, but – and like 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 you said, there's teams that we expect the water to reach its level type deal. So I think we'll we'll have to keep going forward. I mean, I guess my last question for both of you would be, and I know one of them is the easiest easier answer, but I think the one side could be something to be thought about. Who is the most important pitcher and most important position player? I'm not just gonna say hitter most important pitcher and most important position player for the next, let's just say not even the rest of the year, for the next two months. Who needs to be on for this team to go? Who needs to be the cog, you know, the straw that stirs the drink to make it a little easier analogy? Who who needs to be that on both sides of the ball? Brett? So the, the pitcher is the easy one. That's yes. Cole. Yes. I knew, I, that, I, mean, I knew that one. I knew that yeah. one. Yeah. If, if, if Cole is not on, this team has no Nothing. chance. Yeah. They, he is the stopper. If they are skidding, they expect him to come in every five days and at least write the ship for his starts. For hitters, that is the more interesting question. Um, I'm not really sure who – is the best answer. So I guess the guy that, you know, he sits at the top of the lineup, not lead off, but that's number two, most days. Yes. Number 99, Aaron judge, I think needs to start contributing more. If, if Aaron judge is on, I think the lineup will become a lot more uh, dangerous, so to speak. Um, Cause I, I do expect LeMahieu. He is La machine. I do expect that he'll figure it out after his, 
slow start, but the, I, I think the Yankees really need just a strong year out of judge overall. Not, and we're not just talking hitting, we're talking just overall availability. Um, it, the, I think if the Yankees are going to win a lot of games this year, judge needs to play in probably 140 of them. If, if, if you're going to, if you're going to get another DL season out of, or IL, excuse me, if you're going to get another <laughs> IL season out of Aaron judge, this year is going to get, it could get ugly, could get very ugly. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I'm going to take a couple of different routes here Yeah, in the interest of not being completely chocolate. Echo chamber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I agree yeah. with you completely. See, to me, on the pitching side, it's Chad Green because this guy pitches nearly every day. He is like the PB&J sandwich. All reliable, right? If if he, God forbid, slips up, because I mean, relievers you just never know. Like he needs to be the constant. And on the hitting side, and defensively, I'm going to say it's Gary Sanchez because this guy needs to hit. He had an absolutely dreadful season. I don't like to use the 60 game season as as one's barometer at all. Yeah. But it's beyond the stats with him. He looked absolutely listless and useless on both sides of the ball swinging the bat and trying to catch the ball to me if he's able to hit and if his bat is able to come around and he's able to produce i think that can only help his confidence as a catcher behind the plate so that he at least could be close to average defensively yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think I think Sanchez Sanchez is a good answer. I was thinking of going there as well. Um, hey, we had options because he does. We he has things to. He has, yeah, that's he has things to. Sanchez has a lot to prove. Um, you know, he's not making a ton of money this year, and it almost seems like Gary is getting to the almost prove it part of his career, where he he needs to start playing better more consistently if he if he wants to uh continue to be a foundational piece of this yankees team bro yankees fans want to hear that or not bro he's already there yeah this is this is it you know he either needs to prove it or if he doesn't they need to shove it and speaking of shoving things i'm just going to come out and say this right now if the yankees don't make the ALCS, both Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone need to go. And wow. I mean that wow. heartedly because you look at the moves that Brian Cashman has made, they're not matching up with the way the game is being played today. And Aaron Boone is just not resonating with these players. I'm writing that down right now, please. Just wow, I don't know April if I can agree 18. with you about that. I think... I think Why Cashman not? has made the same some damn thing to Girardi four years ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, there is there is precedent. Um, I just don't. I think Cashman has made some good moves. Uh, I mean, the Urshela deal was good. The the okay. Voight the Voight deal has 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 paid off. I mean, okay, Voight led the, led the, the league in, in home really... runs last year. Okay. I, you know what? Look, the, the Urshela deal, yeah, that was a diamond in the rough. The Voight deal, that's paid off well for both teams. Shout out, Cardinals. But, Brett, who else? 
LeMayhew, yes. Okay, that was a damn good Groupon, and they needed to re-sign him. Absolutely no question <laughs> about it. But who else in the past five years, in the past five years, name me someone who has really taken this team and made them next level, aside from the people that we've already mentioned. Well, I thought that uh, they didn't re-sign him, but I thought the Didi Gregorius signing oh, yeah. was excellent. Okay. I mean, they don't. He's not. He's not on the team right now. But uh, to to come in and and you know effectively replace Jeter, I think he did a good job defensively, offensively, heart and soul kind of guy. He was good. They didn't resign him. He had injury concerns, age concerns. Torres, it, his natural position was supposed to be shortstop, so there was reasons there. Um, yeah. I mean, they had they have a ton of money, so they signed Garrett Cole. So I can't give him a ton of credit for that one. Uh, he just threw the he just threw the bag at him, but uh, okay, John Carl. Yeah, but it came down the to Stanton, the Stanton trade was not smart. It was ah. it was dumb, and and they traded John Carlos Stanton and did that over re-signing D.D. Gregorius. Who in their right mind does that as a general manager? Can well, I chime in real quick? Yeah. Uh, first of all, very happy that Stanton didn't said no to the Cardinals and uh, I just want to say too just to throw this in there for you guys and I think Brett just for both of you to Blaze's point about if no ALCS Boone and, and especially Cashman need to go for everything good Cashman has done you have one World Series in 12 years yep. you've, been, you've been to one World Series in 12 years so I mean it's the Yankees it's the Yankees how, how long yeah. will somebody have I think he. I think Cashman still has more leash than Yankee fans really want to admit. I, That's fair. That's fair. That's I personally right. don't think. I. I think if they don't make the ALCS, I don't think it's a case of Boone and Cashman need to go. I think it's time to start thinking about how you blow up this team and rebuild it. Um, it's because it. At this point, it would just be insanity to keep running out this team uh, each and every year, but. How they go about reconstructing it, I don't know, because they have a lot of money tied up in Stanton. No one's going to take on that contract. So e even if someone traded for him, the Yankees would probably still have to eat a lot of that salary. You're going to be paying Cole a bunch of money. But other than that, you don't have a ton of guys making a lot of money on this team. I think you need to look at and explore ideas um, – and how you how you approach building a team because a bunch of right-handed home run hitters just doesn't seem to be working. Okay, what's the definition of insanity? Yes, yeah, doing the over same and thing. Over again. That's and expecting a different result. Yeah, that's why Boone and Cashman need to go, in my opinion. Thank you, thank you, Blaze. That's kind of what I was getting at. That's why they need to go. And and I'm not disagreeing with you, Brett, at all. I'm just simply exclaiming the point by saying that these guys cannot continue to be the decision makers because they're making because if they're could if they are left to to make the decisions they're going to do the same gosh darn thing yeah I'm, but the thing is if you yeah. let go of cashman he's probably going to get he's probably going to sign a deal with another team within 48 hours so i mean yeah i, I so i what i'm saying is i don't think who cares that I, I'm not saying I care about that. I'm saying I don't, I don't think he's a bad decision maker. I, I don't know if, I don't know if having Boone and Cashman walk away 
actually fixes anything with, this the, might, with the Yankees. This might be a pipe dream, and I don't know if the Steinbrenners would even consider it, but, man, would a GM position on the Yankees probably entice a certain former GM of the Red Sox and the Cubs to maybe come back to being a GM. I don't know. Oh, Theo Epstein? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know I, if I can I, handle Theo. I don't know if I could. <laughs> I don't know if the Steinbrenners would, but if they would, they have the bag. They, I don't know. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. <laughs> Hal is not Hal. I love this. This is awesome. Wait, which? Um, wait, it's Hal, right? Yeah, yeah. Hal. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember which H brother was dead. <laughs> I couldn't for a second. That's fair. That's fair. Hal is not his dad. True. Very true. We have to remember that as Yankee fans. Well, and uh, okay. So I know, and I've loved it. And I think the people have, will love it and have loved it as well. Um, well, I think we've got more now that I opened up that Pandora. I know. I know. I know. It's like, and I'm fine with talking to you. I love listening to you guys talk about them, to be honest with you. Like two diehard fans. What do you want to do? Well, let me wait, 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 hold on. Let me, let me, I want, I just want to offer this because just to, to a little bit more conversation, like you said, Blaze, how, how is not George? Would Cashman already have been gone if George was still alive? Yes, yes, Thank you. yes, 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 yes. Thank you. That's, that's the, that's the point I'm trying to get across is if that is a fact, you have to think that's in the back of house. I don't. Mind. I don't know if that's a fact. I don't Will know. You, yes, it, it. That is ridiculous. Okay. In, it, in, in Steinbrenner's lifetime, all they did was win. Well, not really. I okay, mean, not in the beginning. But. No, no. It took it twenty. It took twenty five years for them to yeah. really have success. But, took him getting suspended and kicked out of baseball. <laughs> well, I mean, there was all sorts of stuff there. Oh, yeah. But Brett, to your you're you're saying to PJ that it's not so much that you you're not sure if that's so much fact. Why do you think that? Yeah. Well, it's not like it's not like Cashman wasn't around when George was around. Right. Um, no, of course. I, no, I know that. So, and but they won. Look, I I get that. I get that. To Yankee fans. Winning the World Series is the only thing that matters, and maybe in George's eyes, probably in George's eyes, that's the only winning that matters either. But it's not like this team has been bad. They haven't even been sub five hundred. They haven't had like a they haven't had a non winning season since the early nineties. They've won two hundred and three games over you know between what was it twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. They, they both those years they won over hundred. Like they've done a lot of winning. They just haven't won. The World Series. So, if if you if you started piling up sub five hundred seasons, yeah, Cashman would be gone. But that's not even the case. They're they're in the hunt every single year. It's just they haven't been able to win. You know, win the big one. So they are winning. They're just not winning World Series. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This though, there we have to remember that. There are three teams in all professional sports who are on one standard and everyone else is on the other. Those three teams are the New York Yankees, the New England Patriots, and the Los Angeles Lakers. That is the reality. Mm-hmm. They, those three teams are on one standard that is higher than everyone else's. Well, I, I take a little bit of an exception to that, but I'll let you continue. 
what, what exception do you take? The Cardinals. The Cardinals, as a fan of the Cardinals, they're, they're, if you're talking about winning championships is the only standard, the Cardinals' way is, is, is win champ. If, if, if it's not a championship, it's bust. Yeah. Because there's a team, another team who hasn't, hasn't, had a, hasn't had a losing record in over 100 years. I'm talking dynastically, though. Oh, wait. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to explain that because I still have exceptions. Like in terms of a dynasty, okay, Lakers. You know what? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. I'll yes, even yes, put yes, the yes, Celtics. The I'm, Warriors. Well, I mean, to me, the, the Warriors, Warriors. Are, are a dynasty. Uh, but no, okay, I know what you're saying. Uh, okay, I get. It. Yeah. The only three franchises that have ever had quote unquote dynasties. Well, I mean, I mean, yes. and I left. I left off the Celtics completely forgetting that That's the true. dynasty really was about 50 years ago. Yeah, no, no. Okay, I understand what you're saying now. It's not You're not talking about the culture of the team. You're just saying the teams that have had dynasties in sports. Well, I mean, and that leads to the culture, Brett, does it not? Well, I mean, it does. Yeah, the, and the, the culture and the for the Cardinals. And hey, the Jordan Bulls. The Cardinals 04 to 06. I mean, that's three years, right? That's and long enough. What do you mean? What's long enough then? What is a dynasty? Three, four years? How many? How much? How many years do you need a dynasty? A dynasty is at least five. Five straight championships, or five straight years being in the championship. Five straight years being in the championship. Well, then I wouldn't even call the. Is that Lakers a thing? A, I wouldn't even call the Lakers a dynasty. Do the Yankees I guess the only. I guess. I guess the only in the NBA you, that would that would mean to me the that LeBron, didn't even James, make five LeBron James is the dynasty. Well, I mean, you know, maybe even the Spurs. Lakers had a lot of bad seasons, too. I mean, after, I mean, they did win with, you know, Kobe and Shaq, but then there was some down period. Then Kobe and Powell. Then they were bad again. Yankees had four and five years. Yes. Yeah. And then they lost in 03. Right. And and 01. Well, they lost in 01, too, but. Oh, oh, 01. Oh, God. I mean, we can't. I mean, that was the only bad throw Mariano Rivera made in his life. Uh, I mean, let's be real. That that throw. Yeah, I guess you're right. I still take exception because my Cardinals are. Well, and and I'm not saying that you shouldn't take exception to that. I, I should maybe tr- truthfully, the better example to use in the NBA is the San Antonio Spurs. Um, yeah. Yes. Know, yeah. Really, yep. when you really brass tax it out. Yeah. I'm just all I'm saying is that because of all the winning the Yankees have done in their franchise, and when you look at the last quarter century, there's okay. been a lot of winning. So okay. because of that, and the Patriots are held to this regard too in the NFL, there is a certain standard that they have set for themselves. And I think that, and look, I'm normally not one of those Yankee fans that, that says, fire the manager, fire the general manager. I, the, the Joe Torre firing made me cry because of how callously it was done. And the Joe Girardi one made no gosh darn sense to me. And I don't think this team has recovered since. And the only reason why Joe Girardi was fired is because this franchise has viewed Gary Sanchez as this pretty boy. When his results as a defensive catcher have been ugly, as well-perceived as his image has been. I, well, it's hard to say that the Yankees didn't recover when, after Girardi left, they won 100 games in back-to-back seasons. They had the team to do that, though. Yeah, Girardi, but so Girardi. so how so how much credit can you give Girardi if they won 100 games without him? 
Uh, look, I, I mean, so I my question is just how much worse can Boone really be? Like, I that's that's why I take a little bit exception. Like, I it, are, are Boone and Cashman the problem? I I don't know. I, I guess the roster that Cashman has put together is a problem. Yes, but I also think that he could blow it up and build it again. Like, I don't think you need to bring in someone else to rebuild the like. I think Cashman is capable of rebuilding the roster. Is See, what here. I'm saying. I th- I would trust Cashman to blow it up and rebuild it without replacing him in the front office. Okay, you have more faith in Cashman than I do. I'm saying that if Cashman goes, Boone has to go too because if you leave if you leave the the if you get rid of the general manager, that clock by proxy starts ticking on the manager because the GM is going to invariably look for reasons to bring in their own person. Bring in his own guy, yep. yep. Yeah. We see that across all sports. Right, yeah. right. So, not going not gonna to argue with you on that one. Right. Over the past 10 years, Brian Cashman has, done, has made enough decisions to at least warrant questions about his job security. While there have been a few good ones, the bad ones have been piling up. I mean, the bad one, I mean, not re-signing D.D. Gregorius, the Jacoby Ellsbury contract. Let's not forget about that albatross. The Giancarlo Stanton deal is right near that albatross. Uh, I mean, yeah, I get it. The The Stanton one is more money, but Stanton was actually, you know, playing. And, 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 and look at, uh, I mean, we let Starling Castro go to the Marlins. Yeah, but Castro wouldn't be on this team anymore, any regardless if they had traded him for Giancarlo or not. Castro wouldn't be on this team. Well, be that as it may, because I I think he still would have wanted the composition. Who is the way better player? No question about it that that DJ LeMay, who's a better player than Starling Castro. But all I'm saying is, we traded away pieces. That would have made us more flexible to get better quality assets at the expense of a $325 million player who can't play the outfield, strikes out a gazillion times. I mean, look, John, or Giancarlo Stanton epitomizes the swinging blindly show, right? <laughs> Does he not? Does well, he doesn't not? he also doesn't he also lead the Yankees in RBIs this year? Big deal, fifteen RBIs or fifteen games. Yeah, but still a leader in an important category. <laughs> yeah, fifteen, bro. I mean, it's not a great it's not a great number. It's just <laughs> this. Bit of, you know, I I love talking Yankee baseball with you, Brett, over the past forty five minutes. Yes, but man, that is straw grasping, my friend. That is true. Yeah, maybe. I've got to call you out on that. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, the, I'm, I'm not saying the Stanton trade was good, but I mean, you basically traded a, a bucket of a bucket of balls to get him. I mean, the the contract is the worst part of the deal, obviously. What's he been? But what's he been? He, his, He's just I'll been look it up. His first his first year he his first year he played 150 won, games. But they haven't won, Brett. 
That's the thing. As, as, uh, okay. This is, I guess I'm just the, I, I guess, I guess the difference the is I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan that is not a boom or bust championship Yankee fan. I'm not either, but I am at that point. Not, to, not to mention that they possibly got robbed in 2017 by the cheating Astros. Well, there's no question about it that they got robbed by the disgrace, by, by the, uh, by the Houston minivan Astros. It still would have had to won the World Series, though. Just want that to be. I'm not saying that they would have won it. I'm just saying at least you would have had an appearance. Well, I'm. I mean, and and then uh, and then Altuve with with the buzzer and 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 Chapman. I mean, you know that that whole deal. It just. I'm. All I'm saying is is this that I can't have these people making these decisions for my team much longer without the results being the same. That's all insanity to bring it back to the insanity definition. So guys, uh, again, this has been amazing and I very much intend to bring Brett back on to talk more Yankee baseball and just baseball in general, because we're going to, we're going to table the Yankee talk for now. And we're going to give me at least one minute of my, of our time to talk about my Cardinals. And then we'll wrap up with some around the league talk and uh, we'll get you on your merry way. We hope you've enjoyed listening to, the, especially the Yankee talk uh, here on the Swinging Blindly podcast with PJ Blaze and joining us, Mr. Brett Monroe. Um, I'll keep it short with my Cardinal talk. Uh, it's not at the, the pitching, the, the starting rotation, the starters for the Cardinals have the collective worst ERA in baseball. So that is something that I do not appreciate. And I am not happy because the production out of Nolan Arnado has been great. He's fitting in just well and he's hitting. So the people who thought the core's dynamic, get out of here. He's, no, he's okay. a bit of a player for that. We both hit, know. hitters we hit. know that. Shout out to Jim Mayhew. Exactly. Yes. So, that's fine. Yachty is looking like he found the fountain of youth and is, is, is tearing. He refuses to not play and he's actually hitting um, Goldie's like the two, three of Goldie and Arnado has been good. They've been struggling to find a, a cleanup hitter to protect both of them. So I feel like that'll happen. The outfield is having some issues defensively that I really want them to clean up. But the main issue is the bullpen has been excellent. The bullpen is one of the best in the majors but the, the rotation gives up too many runs and isn't getting deep enough into the ball game. So that's the one thing I'm going to be looking at as a Cardinal fan. The offense is there. Do the bats quiet at times? Yeah, but it's a long season. So, Hey, hey Brett, I've got a theory for you. Okay. On this. The Jack, what Jack Flaherty has been doing this year, which is, is just been absolutely abysmal to his standards. Very true. You think it has something to do with the, a little bit too much Bush Mills and Guinness? Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't. If I had a th- if I had a soundboard in front of me, I would have been doing that the entire time for your guys' Yankee talk. And I talked to the Cardinals for two minutes, and Blaze gives me <laughs> gives me the business here. This is no, that's fine. Jor- Jordan Hicks, one of my best uh, uh, okay. relief pitchers on my fantasy team. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Whatever. Yeah, Hicks up. <laughs> oh, oh man, that was mean. that was mean. You're being I, really mean. I, I'm really sorry about that. I abused my technical privilege. Yes, you did a little, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? There's a guest, so I'll allow it. The uh, 
but yeah, I mean, that's basically it. I'm, I'm here for it and you know, not as bad as the Yankees. So bang shot fired at you guys. Well, you're not wrong. I mean, it's yeah. numbers. Yeah. Don't lie. Numbers don't lie. So guys, it's like chicken uh, chips. Oh, jeez. That one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we, got... <laughs> like, we'll get, we have to get through Blaze's shenanigans here, but we will move on for a little bit of Around the League. It was a special episode, as we yeah, said, yeah. boys and girls, because we had our good friend Brett Monroe come on and discuss, um, you know, the Yankees with, with, our, with our resident Yankee man, the host, as well as myself, Mr. Blaze, over here. So, guys, uh, you know, again, early on in the season, but we've had two no-hitters. Two no-hitters. Yes. Mus- Joe Musgrove of the Padres, the first in franchise history, and then Carlos Rodon of the Chicago White Sox throwing one where he hit, hit a batter in, with two outs in the ninth inning to blow it from a perfect game. Um, but, yeah, just uh, – you know, they talked about deadening baseballs, which I think I did a little research the other day, and there there is no evidence that the home run production is is necessarily down. But we, hey, I feel like we, I know it was a shorter season, but I feel like it, even in 2019, the amount of no hitters was down. So pretty cool, I would say, just for baseball fans. Well, yeah, no, no question about it. And then there's this, uh, did either of you see this dopey thing that the Atlantic League is trying to do? Oh, and- they're moving the mound back. One, yeah, I did see that. I saw it the other day, actually. Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they end up finding. And I, I appreciate them using stuff like that to kind of gain data, I guess, right? It's kind of their data mm-hmm. mining and to see how it affects it. I don't know, it would be tough for that rule to be implemented in the on the major league level unless there was like damning evidence to say that this would improve the game in any way. But I'm all for it. I'm all for using leagues like that to test out uh, these new rules that, you know, like it or love it or like it or hate it, you know, it, 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 changes are coming. And that's just the way it is. Well, all these sports isn't change. the idea to try and lessen the amount of strikeouts, right, yes. by moving the mound back? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's okay. going to change anything. Okay, so let's compromise. Because baseball, baseball teams don't view striking out as a bad analytic anymore. It's just it's about launch angle and all this other garbage, in my opinion. Uh, there's no more two strike apo- uh, approach in baseball anymore. There's no shortening up the swing and trying to go the other way or hit it where the ball is pitched. I, I mean, that's why the strikeout numbers are through the roof. So, I mean, you move it back a foot. I, I mean, I, I guess if it lowers velocity, I, I guess by proxy, you, there will be less strikeouts. But I think it's more about how hitters approach at bats than. Yeah. But what pitchers why, are necessarily doing on the mound? Why do we need to move a mound back? Why? Why are the Why are the pitchers gonna have to? Ch- I mean, albeit slightly, change their mechanics. Why are we having to move a mound back to lower strikeouts when that's the pitcher's job is to make you miss the ball? Why are we inhibiting the pitcher's ability to do their job instead of having hitting coaches emphasis on hitting coaches? Re-emphasize the need for two strikes, two strike approaches. Re-emphasize the need for hit and run. Re-emphasize the need for sacrifice bunts. Re-emphasize those those basic fundamentals. I don't understand it. I echo that sentiment myself on the side, Blaze. But, well, but guys, well, what do you think? Oh, oh no, I I mean I'm like I said, I kind of 
you know, I mean, I'm here for the, I'm here for testing it out. It's, you know, yeah, it's, I'm not fine gonna, with it's, the tinkering. it's not going to affect the major league level. I'm, I'm okay with data mining. And if they find it, it does it, you know, it doesn't improve the, the quality of the game or, or I imagine a lot of this, maybe not a lot of it, but I imagine some of it has to do with uh, the, the time of the game. You know, if, if there is significant changes in either of those, I'm just here for, it's not going to hurt any of us. So, you know, good yeah. for them. Good for them for at least trying it out. But I do agree though. I wish so much as, especially as a national league baseball fan that they emphasize the small ball more because it's baseball is just funner when small ball is emphasized. But that being said, boys, we'll wrap up real quick with uh, just very quick, just first two weeks surprises. Just, just give me one takeaway that doesn't have anything to do with your own team to uh, send us to wrap this episode up of Swinging Blindly Podcast, where you can find us anywhere you get podcasts, Swinging Blindly Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Swinging Blindly, Facebook at Swinging Blindly Podcast. What, uh, what say you guys about the, the first two weeks of the season? Brett, why don't you start? Yeah, I think the biggest early surprise to me, not, uh, not my team, but uh, Yankees' biggest rival, I think the Red Sox, to me, are the, the biggest surprise. Alex Cora, back as manager. Uh, they start the season getting swept by the Orioles, and then they go on a nine-game win streak. Um, so uh, if people were looking at the Red Sox as sort of uh, basement dwellers in the AL East, if that turns out to not be the case, uh, that's a huge surprise. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's it's really incredible what they've done. I mean, look, we've seen teams that have gone off on these really torrent starts and then come post Memorial Day, they crash and they come back down to reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the slow start by Oakland was a little bit of a surprise, but look at what they're doing. I'm going to have to say that the Cincinnati Reds are a positive surprise as well. I knew they were going to do maybe better than what people were predicting, but, man, they're off to a good start too. They have some of the best offensive numbers in the major leagues. I, If I'm not mistaken, I believe they're leading in batting average. They're up there in runs scored. They are looking really good right now in a team that I think – can keep it up in what is going to be a relatively tough National League Central aside you know, from the fact that you do have the Brewers and, of course, PJ's beloved St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, sir. No, I, I'm glad that both of you, neither one of you picked uh, what I had. So I, in, it might be the quote-unquote chalk of the matter, but we knew they were going to be good. I don't know if anybody thought that the Dodgers were going to be this good out of the gate. 12 and two. They're already two on there in the first series of the Padres already took two of the first three. I mean, and again, granted, they've been very, very entertaining games. I mean, great for baseball for sure. But I mean, it's the hottest start they've had since they won the world series in 1955. They are 12 and two, I believe as we're recording this just incredible. They are by far, the best team of baseball. I think, I think it was already the consent. It was the consensus. Let's be yeah, real. It absolutely was. It absolutely was. But the surprise to me is just how they're very, <laughs> they're close to being undefeated to start the season. I mean, if you think about it that way, 
just as I said earlier, we I don't know if we'll see a 20, uh, 20 game win streak. This is a team that could do that. So there's no question about it. Yeah, I think this I think they came out with a with a goal this year to defend their their title who to to prove anybody wrong that you know they were the deserving champions after a 60 game season i think they're coming out this year trying you know with a with a chip on their shoulder that they're like hey we were despite the amount of games played last year we were legitimately the best team in baseball no doubt about it all right we've got 30 seconds it's time to wrap up brett it's been a lot of fun having you on the show i i apologize if i got really into it and grilled you a little hard at times I, I hope you forgive me. No, man. I, I, I live for it. I live for it. We're um, good. Uh, we'd love to have you back on again at some point for yeah. sure. Awesome. And love to be back. Yeah. And, and, and PJ, great job moderating the two of us here. Thank you. Keeping us in line in the, in the bases, you know, not that stupid rule of, you know, we didn't step out of the base path and any of that stuff. Uh, to find us wherever you get your podcasts, we're all over the place. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, TuneIn, uh, Pandora now too. So wherever you get your podcasts and Facebook.com slash Swinging Blindly Podcast and on Twitter at Swinging Blindly. And if we miss, do we care or not, guys? Who gives a crap? That's right. Until... <laughs> Peace, love, and baseball. <laughs>